Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. So just the other day, I was talking to Derek about how there have been no, like, real new innovative movie ideas in Hollywood. It just seems like everyone's doing everyone's remakes. Everyone's doing a reboot, yeah. Listen to this holiday idea. It's called Violent Nights. You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. Are you going to help us, Santa? Yeah, Trudy. Santa? No, on my nice list. Is that Vin Diesel? Oh, my God, no. Seasons beatings. Seasons beatings? <laughs> yes, violent nights, seasons beatings. What the but hell is this? It's David Harbour, so he's the uh sheriff on Stranger Things. Okay. Watch Stranger yeah, yeah. Things. So uh it's him and he's Santa, like the real Santa. And he and goes, he's gone mad, like he's mean. No, he's a good guy. But he goes and he takes care of all the bad guys. Like a vigilante Santa? Yes. Nice. It looks really good. I'm going to be honest with you. All right. So ABC, uh, their chief medical correspondent, uh, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, says, listen, get naked for bedtime. It's all about body temperature, though. Their sleep can be affected. Their core body temperature is too high. And you actually want to be cool when you sleep. Downside, you know, if you're sleeping in the nude, then you might have to wash your sheets a little more often. You know, they're going to get dirty. Dust mites, skin nope, cells. Nope, it's nope. something to factor in. She's got to say skin mark there. She wanted know, to say skin does. mark so bad, but she didn't yeah. say it. The poopies. All right, so you have you have a while. You have a, uh, almost ten months to think about the name of your child. This song curling off the screen, driving baseline. Oh, you fat with a three. Yes, I just said that. It's that, that man's name. Don't forget. I don't want to. Hold on, hold on. I got to hear that one more time. It's all about body temperature. Oh, that's no. the wrong one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy's six foot eight. I don't no. think you go up against. I think he's, is he Korean? No, he, well, he's uh, from French Guyana and he's a, a native there and he plays basketball. Assault, curling off the screen, driving baseline. Oh, you fat with a three. Yes, I just said that. <laughs> you just begged to do play by play with. Guy, this guy fat got play. to the arena, looked at the list and he went. I gotta say, ho, you fat, fifteen yeah. times today. I hope this guy. I hope this guy goes off and has sixty-four points and twenty-five rebounds. A lot of people are talking about this. I know it's a hot button. I, I'm not speaking for Tom Brady. I don't know if he chose football over his family, but I'm seeing a million things on the internet about it. And I thought it would give us a chance to have a very interesting conversation. If so, if he's choosing football over his wife, and I don't. Again, I don't know if that's the case. But why don't you fill in the blank today? And I think these are going to be very, very interesting. And I know there's a lot of ladies that are going to choose to share. And I want you to share first, Kat. All right. He chose blank over me. Fill in the blank. He chose them hoes over you. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I'm a girl's girl. I like having girlfriends. But when you know that somebody is taken engaged and, and you still get with them, I think it makes you a bit loose. I'm going to be honest with you. If you're doing that right now, I'm on you. There's so many people out there. Is there a psyche with a lady that she wants what she can't have? You said that you know some wives that do that in past sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know that that's but, true. But I'm, I'm, okay, so you were engaged previously before your your current marriage. Yeah. And, uh, and he was uh, catting around. But it was his fault too. But, I don't ever say it doesn't take. But two those to girls tango. all knew he was engaged, they did. right? So yes. that, that's what I don't understand. Like, is there is there a certain is there a certain challenge 
to getting a guy that's already committed? Is that like a, is that the notch on your bedpost? But I think that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it was his choice to go live that fast life in Las Vegas and just leave here. And, um, and he did. Uh, You're better off. I'm better off. Look at my, I got my baby. I got my husband. So to quote Kat, he chose dim hoes over me. Yeah. And I don't like using that term, but they were. <laughs> so here's what I'm, I'm, so, I'm being honest. If you're listening to the radio right now and you're driving and you, you know want like you a are. come to Jesus meet, uh, meeting in your mind, don't do this. He cannot be that good. You know what I mean? No guy is that good to make yourself look like that. It's a trophy situation. I think people don't do it. So will you fill in the blank? Call us real quick, please. And this is kind of a ladies only thing real quick. He chose blank over me. Good morning. I'm well, thank you. I appreciate you being on the show. We were talking about, um, and I'm not saying Tom Brady chose football over Giselle Bunchen, but again, on the surface, it looks like I'm retiring to spend time with my family. Then a month later, no, 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 I'm unretiring. And then a month later, we started hearing rumors that there's trouble in paradise. And then three months later, we find out it looks like divorce papers are about to be filed. So we thought, all right, well, this gives us a chance to converse. Uh, Kat had mentioned that uh, her ex-fiance chose other ladies over her. And if you were to fill in the blank, he chose blank over me. Your blank would be? The new dog that we got. Mm. So where was your relationship before you got the dog, was it in a, a bad it spot? Was fine. It was fine. No, it was fine. Our relationship was fine. It's just that was it fine. A new dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fine. It wasn't. Oh my god, great! But yeah, it's fine. It wasn't bad. We've had our moments, but yeah, you know, it just uh, whenever he got the new dog, he just because I didn't want the new dog upstairs yet in our bed. You know, he would just. He's been sleeping downstairs with the dog for, I'd say, about five years now. Yeah. So, oh, so you're still living with him? Yep. <laughs> Is it still your husband? Yep. Oh, so again, <laughs> let me get this timeline right. Five years ago, you guys decide, hey, let's get a dog. What kind of dog, by the way? Um, It's actually a pit bull. Okay, He's got a, a pit bull. Baby. How about a name? What's the pit bull's name? <laughs> His name is Carbon. Okay. So you get the new pit bull. You're like, let's get it. You make a conscious decision together as a couple to get a pit bull. And you're like, I need to set some parameters. Number one, can't be in the bed. He goes, fine. I'm going to go downstairs and sleep with the dog then. And that's been happening for five uh-huh. years? Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Does it work for you, though? Does it work for you? Is life okay? Yeah, most part, I just honestly miss being able to, you know, cuddle up to my husband in the bed and sleep, you know. It's breaking my heart. That. This is really sad. <laughs> and I'm an attractive female. That's what is, great, you what know? does he say, April, when you're like, hey, uh, why don't you come to bed and leave the dog downstairs? He just says, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's like, he's like, no, he's like, I'll be up in a little bit. And then he always just keeps on flailing you sleep downstairs yeah. and oh, he just God. always uses that as an excuse. <laughs> Do you feel like there's more going on, like April? Like he's not in into you anymore? No, he is. It's just that, you know, we also have, you know, some other animals like, um, and uh, he just complains that, oh, you know, the fur from cats is on the bed or something like that. Yeah. So, so would it be, would it be safe to say if, uh, if the dog was given away and the cat was given away and stuff like that, that you guys be back to like a normal relationship? Yep. Yep. And until then you're just uh, on your own? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Just leave the door open. 
What will oh, happen yeah, will I happen. Do. <laughs> Stop. You can't <laughs> leave the door open and the dog is going to... Trust me. All right. Thanks, April. I'm so sorry to hear this. <laughs> Your solution is leave the door cracked so the dog accidentally leaves? A little trail of bacon bits. How about this? If you had to predict, and I, I think you guys will make it. I mean, obviously, you've been you've made it this far, and you and Derek seem like you're on the same page with a lot of stuff. But if there was one thing, what do you think he would choose over you? One thing he'd choose over me? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't Fast food? If I told him he could never have fast food again. He'd choose Hardee's over you. <laughs> if I had to pick something, but I think he's pretty loyal. I was trying to think. I, if my wife had to answer this question. She'd choose your kids over you. Oh, in a heartbeat. The dog, too. Like, yeah. I understand where I rank at my house right now. I'm fourth, fifth. Uh, well, if you had to say, what would I choose instead of my family? What would you choose yeah. instead of your family? Yeah. What? Yes, I'm asking you. What, oh, you're what, what would me. I choose if 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 it all came down and we I came in uh, next week and I said, hey, I'm I'm getting a, a one bedroom efficiency right down the street here yeah. because I chose blank over my family. What would my blank be? Probably, and it's not like I've ever thought about it, but like a cool apartment in the city. Oh, you mean I? Th- you think I'd want to relive that? No, me. Oh. Are you asking I'm what asking I would leave me. my family? Oh. I know. I asked you. What would you leave your family for? Oh, mine would be season tickets behind home plate for the Cubs. Really? You just be- go live in Illinois? I just live in Wrigleyville. <laughs> and batch it up. My family's almost all gone already. Anyways, yeah. you know what I mean. Two thirds of them are out. Yours would be an apartment in the city. You'd want to live just downtown, like in the city. I say that all the time whenever we go down for like concerts or sporting events. And then Liam's like, are you even happy? <laughs> <laughs> Your kid is asking you this. Yes. So I showed JJ this video yesterday. I said, you have to see what is happening. This is this wild is stuff, guys. A group of women dressed in green leotards. They hit up a subway and just start attacking these two teen girls. This group of neon green wearing women like flooded the car. These two poor girls were like having to take on like 10 women and it bled into the car and no one really knew what was going on. It was so chaotic and no one went in to help. It was like a flash mob of women, middle-aged women in body suits. Yes. That just beat people up. It's the craziest thing I've seen this week. It is wild and Tracy didn't get the memo. She got too hot and she took the, the face so, mask down. Of it's the, not going to take long for them to find no. find out who the other women are because the one woman is very easily Yeah, they're like, whatever you do, we're going to be down there. It's going to be hot. You can't take your your face off because then they're going to see your face. Because guys, I'm getting a hot flash. <laughs> I got to take this off. Like it, you have, If you want to take a brain break today, it is crazy. I've never not, seen anything like it. This is not like... The sisters of a gang or anything like that. These are just like, you know, Sandy from accounting. Yeah. She just got wild one day and put on a leotard and beat people up on the subway. It is bananas. I know. It's wild. Let's begin now. What it do on a thirsty Thursday. Let's get crackalackin' those cats. Uh, I'm good. I am very good. Had a good, fulfilling day yesterday. Oh, fulfilling. Do tell. Do a bunch of stuff that is positive and helps out your life and creates a balance. That's what I did yesterday. Big nap, huh? Uh, I did not nap. No. What'd you do yesterday? Ain't nobody got time to nap yesterday. How'd you balance? I went and threw a check in the bank. I went and got some kombucha from Jules. Okay, so I did that for myself. Went and got Liam. We played a lot of basketball, like an hour and a half. And then I made chicken, which was wrapped in bacon. 
which had cheese inside, mountain of mashed potatoes, and uh, watched some Real Housewives and went to bed. It was like literally, that is the perfect day for me. And I read, read some of my book. Isn't that that weird? I told you, you Crooked Door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So getting to find out why that woman is naked in the road all the time. Well, well, I'll, I'll update you. In a few weeks when I get Jeez. that. <laughs> it's like one of those things where I don't make it a priority, but when Liam has to read, I'm like, I feel kind of bad making him read, and then I'm out there on my phone. So I was like, okay, I'll go lay next to you. We'll read, and then get on with life. America. It was good. It was good. Oh, I like Definitely it. more highlighting than mine. I uh, went home, got a workout in, went to football practice, got a workout in there, kind of ran with the boys. Uh, literally went home, sprayed down with cologne, went straight to church, came home. And then because my niece is deathly afraid of dogs, oh. uh, we're having a, a FU cancer party this weekend for my wife. Uh, and our niece is going to come up. And so we got to find out something to do with our dog. So my wife has decided that uh, one of our family friends is just going to watch Addison for the day. So my wife wanted to introduce our dog to their dog so that there wasn't a problem on Saturday. So their dog came over to our house. They sniffed each other's butts for a while and then they left. And then I said, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And at about 845, I crashed. Okay. So what was she worried about? The growling, Uh, the nipping? Yeah. No, our dog never bites, but our dog is really protective of, uh, it's a growl. If it sees like deer or wild turkey or anything in our, uh, in our our yard, it'll just, you know, do one of those. Um, And then like when people come to the door, our dog loses its Or even if like there's a FedEx person in the neighborhood. So I think she thought, the other part is, the people we're leaving our dog with on Saturday, she's 15. Mm-hmm. And my wife didn't want her to be overwhelmed with two dogs that didn't get along. Because what do you do when you're 15 then? Like, I mean, uh, can't you just keep one inside and put one outside? Maybe. Uh, but they seem to get along. So <laughs> okay. I think that's all good. Am I to understand this right? You've never had a boss that just screamed at you? No. Never yeah. once. Not any job you've ever had. Have you had a boss that went off? Never. Oof. I've never given them so lucky. a reason to. I don't know. Maybe it's um, my female privilege or something like that. But I've I've legitimately never given them a reason to scream at me. But I don't know what I would do if that happened. Like, I don't know if I would. I had a boss. Pout about it? or I had an assembly line job between my freshman and sophomore years in college where I worked at a factory and we put the Barney heads on shampoo bottles. Sure. It was the most mind numbing job, but it paid well. A bunch of my college buddies were working there. So uh, when we'd get a break, we'd go out to their car and uh, uh, have eat, lunch, eat a sandwich. Okay. And uh, we had a boss and this dude was probably mid 40s, maybe early 50s. And you could tell he was at that point where he was looking back on his life and went, mm. can't <laughs> believe this is where I'm at right now. But this dude would scream, I mean, scream at us. Really? Now, and we weren't juvenile delinquents, right? We were 20 years old. We knew what the hell we were doing. Mm-hmm. But he would scream and, and you could hear him all throughout the factory. Yeah. They had all these loud machines. And I remember Jeez. thinking to myself, if I ever get to be a boss, I will never be like that. I've only heard of like a boss raging was when I worked in the cities at a radio station. And um, it was actually my ex. He had another guy that was helping him out 
in his role and the guy was just a loser and he just screamed and everybody looking out of their cubicle like what is going on but that's like the closest I've come to but uh, they were saying the the age of the boss that that yells is is gone because you can't do that in 2022 you'll work hard for somebody who yells anymore yeah um missy had texted during that commercial break literally have the exact style boss um i've been lucky to have never been in the path of his wrath but it's almost weekly that he'll go off last week he screamed at a girl whose till was off for the fourth week in a row by about 20 bucks I understand well, that maybe you're thinking that theft. Exactly. Don't yell. Just say, um, you're done. I think you're stealing. Where I understand it's hard to hire people right now, but mm-hmm. you got to set a precedent right. too. Uh, Ashlyn, we're uh, at that point now where you got a, a boss that you just can't handle anymore. If my boss were to get in my face at any point in time, regardless of whether I'm doing the right thing or not doing my job, I would take you to court. Oh, this would be a court matter. Like you're not getting in my face and saying anything. So if you were. At the point at your job, which I don't know where you work or what you do, or maybe you're at this point right now, but you're not doing your work and they have told you over and over, you know, like you have to do your work and you would get upset and you would even go sue if they raised their voice at you. Absolutely. I would take them to court right now. I am quiet quitting. So I am doing the bare minimum. Uh I don't feel bad about it. You pay me exactly to do what I am doing. And I'm doing a second more. I'm not staying longer. I'm not bringing work home. If it's not done between nine to five, it's not getting done. And you have to be okay with that. So a lot of people think quiet quitting is a super cowardly thing to do Uh in the sense that like you don't have you know, work ethic. Why don't you go find a job somewhere where you feel like you could put in effort? Oh, I'm definitely still doing that. But just in the meantime, I don't want to be abused and wrung out. And this is why people are burnt out because they're doing so much more than they need to. You just need to do what was on your contract. Not anymore, not any less. I don't feel bad about it. I don't think anybody else should either. How is Matt this morning? I'm good. Good. We're talking about bosses that still scream at their employees. Are you in this situation? Like you got a screamer for a boss? Well, he only, it's, he's my father-in-law. So <laughs> <because> like, <laughs> he, and, he, and I wouldn't say he screams at me, but he, he'll he yell at me to get shit done. Whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, watch hey, your mouth. Yeah, watch your mouth. You can't say that to word. Get, yeah. to, get stuff, to get stuff done. There you go. That other people screwed up. So father-in-law is probably holding you at a higher level than most people because you're now family, so he expects a little more out of you, and you probably tolerate his uh, short fuse a little bit more than other people will. I'm wondering why the people that you work with are okay with you picking up their slack. Have you ever had a conversation with them? Like, listen, I come behind you. Okay. No, they don't know that he's father-in-law, though, so... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Like, you're working you for yeah. your wife's dad, but they don't know that you're the son-in-law? Yeah. How do they keep that a secret? How do you keep that a secret? Because I'm really good at what I do. Can you tell? Can you just tell us what line of work you're in? Um, Manufacturing. All right. So I, I think you have to be really good, so then they don't say, oh, you yeah. just got this job because it's your father-in-law. Yep, and that's, yeah, nobody knows. Wow. So, I think so, you should have a conversation with these You're handcuffed now, guys. by the way. You're handcuffed. You can't, you can't even, nope. no matter what you do, your, your I, goal is to not get found out. 
Well, that he's going to retire in like a year, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so you got to wait out another it's year. Wow, this is tough, yeah, man. It's, all right. it's no big deal. Well, it's I, hey, I, but I in turn get to do the same thing. Like if something's not going right. I get to come back at him. Oh, sure. All right. So you got that kind of relationship. That's nice to have. Hey, thanks, Matt. I appreciate chiming in and uh, using a whole bunch of foul language on the radio. That's always fun. Uh, Victoria, (laughs) we're going to keep it clean, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, thank you. You sound very put together. We talked about this uh, off the air. Uh, You got a boss that uh, just gets buck wild and starts yelling? So I don't anymore, um, but it was in the past. So I was probably like 26, 27. I worked for, um, it was like a medical device company. We made medical devices. Okay. Um, And he would yell at pretty much our whole service line, our whole like assembly line of people and tell us that we weren't allowed to talk. And What? uh, Oh, yeah. He was horrible. There was days that I'd go home crying. Oh. Um, yeah. And so one day I did, I just, I yelled back at him and then I went to HR the next day. <laughs> yeah. And this HR so rep, I guarantee was like, like oh God, another uh, complaint about this guy. You weren't the first, right? Oh yeah, probably not. No, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that left because of him. So I did end up leaving and he was still there because he got, when HR went to him, he like got a lawyer and oh. was trying to sue the company for, you know, trying to prop- yeah. reprimand him. I, just I have a question. Sports. What was his reason for not letting you talk? Like he had to have had a reason in his mind that... Uh, Probably just, you know, he didn't want mistakes made, which obviously you don't. But when you're sitting there, you know, kind of like JJ, when you're sitting there in an assembly line, you got to have something. Right. You got to. Otherwise, it's just a little. Our equivalent of this is when we get people that call and they'll be like, my boss won't let me listen to the radio at work. And I'm like, put your boss on the phone because this is a (laughs) there's there's not only research that supplements the fact that you're going to be a little bit happier and more productive. But good Lord, think about that. You've got these people working for you for 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Wouldn't you want them to be a little happy so they'd want to come back in the next day? In the boss's defense, we have had contests where a person is has five phones in front of them yeah. and they will use all five phones oh, to big call. It's four minutes of their day. I'm oh. just saying. I'll tell you on the yeah. other hand, Victoria, real quick. I have had a boss, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not going to say where, but I had a boss once look at me and say, you should be thankful just to have a job. And I looked at oh. him and I went, not for long. And that was it. Yeah. I, I, I immediately started sending my tapes out and I found another job uh, within, I would say within two months. But I, cu- I couldn't believe oh, it when he's yeah. like, you should just be, because I think I had asked for a raise. And I said, hey, ratings oh. came back. Things are really good. Can I get a raise? And he yeah. goes, you should just be happy that you at least have a job. Mm. And I, I there were so many great, colorful words that were spinning around in my head at tornado <laughs> pace that I could have let it all out yeah. right there. But instead, I refocused. And then I remember when I when I resigned from that job, I brought it up. And I go, do you remember when he told me I should just be happy to have a job? And he goes, yeah. I go, well, I got another one, so I'll be done here. Yeah. And then I said, and, then, and this was like on a Friday. And I said, and I've got four weeks vacation. So I think what I'll do is I'll give you my two weeks. 
weeks notice, but the two weeks that my notice is, is going to be vacation time. And then you can pay me out the other two. And the guy just stood yeah. there stunned. And I was like, it was, it felt like redemption. Cause I hung on to that for so long, but it motivated me. You know, when you're just a jackass like that, it just completely motivated. I think to end the conversation, yeah, it is pick your battles. If you are an employer and you're the boss, pick your battles as to what you're yelling about. And then employees think about what you're being yelled at for. If you're taking money from the till or your till is off and you're like, I don't know why he's yelling at me. Like, stop and think before you look like an idiot. Well, this year's flu season, they say, could be bad because people have been wearing masks for several winters to protect themselves. But did that uh, break down your immune system is what they're saying. Um, I enjoyed wearing a mask in the sense that I don't know what you got. I don't know. People are coughing all over the place. You know what I mean? So if I'm wearing a mask in Target this winter, it's not your business. It's nobody's business. So if somebody wants to wear it, odds are they're protecting you from whatever they have. So if they're coughing all over the place, you don't want that on your goods. I still see people wearing a mask walking down the street where there's no one else around. Yeah. And that one to me is still a head scratcher. Maybe you just just forgot that you had it on and that's fine. But like... You understand that it's really not doing anything for you when you're just by yourself walking down the middle of the street, right? I would say if you're sick and you still, you know, you're well enough to go to work, but you have that lagging cough that is still hanging around, go ahead and wear a mask. Who cares? Sports news. The protester who ran on the field during Monday Night Football, okay, and then he got got just smoked smoked by Bobby Wagner. Check it out. Fan is on the field, so we'll have... A bit of a stoppage, and now some of the Rams players get involved. And uh, Bobby Wagner had had enough. He just took the fan down. I just saw somebody running on the field, and he looked like he wasn't supposed to be on the field. So I saw security was having a little problem, so I helped him out. I helped him out. Uh, And I knew this was going to happen. I instantly knew this was going to happen. When someone is so passionate about a a cause, odds are... They're quick to call the cops. That that's just like where my so the mind dude goes. Dude in the bodysuit that ran out on the field and got tackled by a pro football player because he disrupted a professional football yeah. game is now suing. He filed a police report against Wagner, and he's saying it's a blatant uh, uh, form of assault by the Rams player. So here's my get out of here with that. Here's my question: If Bobby Wagner does this on the street, it's assault, right? Uh-huh. When you're thinking about the law, what's the difference here? Did you did you assault another human? He sh- he probably shouldn't have hit him with his helmet because he's not a security guard. I think this I think this guy's. Pro- I'm not saying it's right to jump on the field at a professional sports event. I know, but this guy's probably going to get money out of this. I thing. just think that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, so this woman driving down the freeway in Orange County, California. I watched it, <laughs> and I I can't believe what I watched. It's crazy. This guy is filming her. She's driving on three tires. Her back hatch is open, and it's like um like a random. Tuesday. She has no idea what's going on. Get off the road. Get out of the car. Are you on drugs right now? No, not at all. My car gave out. I mean, I had somebody help me before. 
And apparently the brake did not Do you know you're driving on three wheels right now? Your wheel's completely out. You just crashed into this gentleman right okay. here. You almost you're a hazard. You're on the freeway. 80 miles on the freeway. You're on drugs right now. You're on painkillers. There's so some, yes, you are. Now, hold on. He's just got to jump into some conclusions here. I think you should watch the video. She is like. She looks stoned. She's too calm. And then he films her seat and there are pills oh, in her seat. Oh, then. Okay, good call. With hair and French fries and all this stuff. I'm just like, I cannot believe what I watch. Uh, I have this really funny back and forth with my dentist all the time. We just make fun of each other. Because yeah. now I don't know how, how your dentist works, but when you walk into my dentist in the lobby, are like they have to have a picture of him on the wall because mm-hmm. it's a family dentistry. And so I dog him out about his pictures. They're so bad. Yeah. It's it's it was like his four year old took the pictures in his back alley. No one counted it's, three. It was they're so bad. So I hammer on him all the time. So we got this little back and forth that we always have. And my hygienist was talking to me and I had mentioned that I coach high school football and that I coach high school baseball. And then she put two and two together that I was on the radio and I was telling Kat this this morning and it came about where I, I'm under the impression that if you go to the doctor, the chiropractor, the dentist, that in your chart, it has some of your personal details so that they can carry on a conversation with you, especially in the dentistry world. I would assume that in my chart, it says on KCLD, three kids, Wife is Trisha, kids are athletes, coaches baseball and football. And Kat's like, you're stupid. They don't keep any of these things. Are, uh, uh, no. You just never assumed that on your medical chart, it says that you're the morning host on KCLD, that you have one son, <laughs> Liam, that you're married no. to Derek. You don't think it has any of that stuff in your dental or medical charts. You know what I'm surprised at? Every single time I go in, they ask me what I'm allergic to. Why is that not in my chart? They, so if no, they don't they have that in, in my chart, changed. why wouldn't they have in why would they have information about my family and personal information about about me the when they don't to, have my allergy situation? I think they covered. know what you were allergic to. They want to know if something has changed because people do develop allergies. Mm. No. But it's the person this is what I need. Can you call real quick if you work in the profession where you're a nurse, you're a hygienist, you work at the chiropractor's office, whatever. Do you keep personal notes in my file so that you know me a little bit better and can strike up a conversation? I think they do. So in your mind, you think after you leave the chair, they have time to go into their chart and say, oh, my gosh, he said something about how he just loves footlong turkey subs. No, not, not about and my diet. Can- hey, oh. good good morning. How are you? Hello. Hey, what's your I'm name? Good. My name- oh, say that again. I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit. My name's Courtney. Courtney. I'm a registered nurse. Okay. Help me out. Are, is there personal information like my wife, my kids, what I do for a living and in, in my like doctor's chart? Yes. So when you go into any appointment, they ask about your history or like where, what you do for a living. There's always like a little. Oh. oh. The appointment, like, like what's going on? Like, what are you in for? Some people, like if they're. Your phone is horrible. There it is. No, you're okay. yep. yeah. uh, I, Courtney, thank you. I appreciate it. This is just bad for our listeners because your phone keeps breaking <laughs> up every 30 seconds. I'm going to see if somebody else can help us out here. Hey, good morning, KCLD. Hi. Hey, can you help us out here? Is, is my personal information in my chart at my dentist's office? 
we do, yes. See, I told you, Kat. No, 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 no. I Let's talk you. about what what is personal information. Like, do you say uh, he what? has a 15-year-old son that plays football? Or what's personal information that you'd put in there? No, probably where he works. Um, you know, possibly kids. Um they, you know, retired, where they used to work, stuff like that. Okay, but have stuff you ever like, used that information to go, hey, how are you? Every How's day. the radio station? How's retirement going? You ask all the time, I, don't you? <laughs> no, she does not. I personally, <laughs> I personally don't. I usually like to strike up a new conversation, but, you know, it's, yeah. How so often, how often do you see nurses actually fill this stuff out? Because I feel like you guys have other stuff to do. I, well, and I work at a dental office, so I can't speak for nurses, but dental office, we do, you know, I guess ours, we do write down a, f- a few personal things, yes. Ha, ha, ha. I knew I was right. I knew I was right. I knew, I knew it. I knew I was right. It's way different if you're out of state and you got to check into a hospital. Then maybe and, I go to very impersonal places that no, just want to fix me. Or maybe they just don't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk about my Because you got your life. RBF when you walk in there and they're like, I don't want to talk to her. This is a message right here. And they get, they get the message loud and clear. No, I'm just Hey, thank you so much for helping me out. What's your name? Uh, Debbie. Debbie, you're the best. I hope you have a great morning. Thanks for being on our show. What was the, I know Liam's 10 now, Mm. but what was the most expensive, what was the most bougie thing you got as a new mom? Like you spent probably overspent on what? Uh, I overspent or someone overspent on? Either way, but it was, it was, it was exceptionally expensive for a baby. Uh, So I have an uncle that um, may or may not sell drugs. And so he has a lot of money. And now he makes a, an honest living. Back, uh, back then, it was a little shifty. But he had a lot of money. And he loves his nieces and nephews. And he found out I was pregnant. And he overnighted the most expensive stroller on the market. It was Was it one of those running strollers? It was $3,000. You had a $3,000 stroller for I still for your have child? it in my garage. Why wouldn't you have sold that? He's 10. Well, I don't know. I have a niece now and I'd love to take her for walks or bring her to the zoo and you I got a $3,000 stroller hanging on the side of your garage. $3,000 stroller. Jesus. The reason I bring this up, everybody's buzzing about this thief that broke into a car in Memphis last month, mm-hmm. stole a couple things including a $1,400 diaper bag. Yeah, that's just dumb. I kind of think if you leave a $1,400 diaper bag visible in the back of your car, that's now on you. But, I mean, that might be a savvy thief because I would never think of stealing a diaper bag. I would just think it was like a, a Walmart diaper but unless it had like Fs all over it. Was it a Fendi diaper bag? Gucci. Oh, well, there you go. Got the G's on it. Someone's going to take it. I just, I had three kids and I don't think I had anything like this extravagant. I never purchased anything extravagant myself. I was just given that stroller. I remember feeling crazy. like a baller when we had the diaper bag that would hold like a remember you you buy the diapers but they're like in a row, right? It's like yeah. like a like a row of Oreos. What do they call that? Uh a row of Oreos? No, no, it's called a it's called something a sleeve. Okay. So you got to get a sleeve of diapers in there and the bottles and the formula and a couple extra nooks and a onesie. Like when we had the the, the I think we had an Eddie ba- an Eddie Bauer diaper bag. That's a nice. Now one. that I'm remembering, that was probably like the most exorbitant thing we bought for any of our babies. Yeah. But a three thousand dollars stroller is, mm-hmm. and that's on drug money too. Yeah. My God, it's beautiful. It's you don't beautiful. feel bad about pushing around 
drug money strollers. That was nothing. Like he he gave us a lot of money for our wedding. It was like I was part of an Italian family, but, it, but I'm not no, no, Italian. No, no, no. He but was just like throwing money at you us. You knew this. There was junkies out there with ruined lives so that you could push your child around in a $3,000 stroller. That sounds like a personal choice. And I didn't ask for money. I didn't ask for exorbitant You didn't give gifts. it back. I didn't. I didn't know how. The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.